My name is Claudia Tornquist. I'm the president and CEO of Kodiak Copper. Kodiak is a copper exploration company focused on the MPD project in southern British Columbia. Claudia, welcome to BC. But you've been here many more times than I. It was my first time. Um, how's it going so far? I mean, it's sort of effectively day one, but a lot of people rocked up yesterday. Lots of chats off, off screen, as it were. Yeah, well, it's a good conference. Yeah. Always Beaver Creek. Um, lots of meetings, lots of activity. And so, yeah. Lots of the forward. right type of meetings, I hope. That's what we want That's to see. Right, so who, yeah. who is here that you want to see? Well, we're meeting with investors, we're meeting with strategics. Mm. It's it's a range, but yeah, we have a full diary for the next four days to come. Right, okay. And I'm sort of keen to understand what they're looking for, because there's this big turnout. I think you were telling me before we started, there's like 8,000 meetings. That's a lot of meetings. I say, hopefully, you know, people talking to money, that's what, we, that's what we're here for, um, to get money or invest money. And what are you saying to people? What, what's your message? Why have you come here? Well, Kodiak is in an important year for the company. We have a big drill program going on. And this year, unlike previous years, we are focused on multiple targets, not the gate zone, our first high-grade discovery. But this year, essentially, we take the model that brought discovery success at gate, mm -hmm. applying it to four or five new targets and the aim is, of course, to make the next and the next discovery and really build scale for right. the project. Well, the, the, therein is, is the, gold, the golden goose, as it were. It, it's scale. It's not making discoveries for the sake of making discoveries. They've got to kind of join this thing up a bit. So what is this process that you're employing that you've used before successfully? Well, what we did at Gate is we drilled below shallow historic drilling and discovered much higher grade mineralization. And you might recall on our project at MPD, we have a large area, 14 square kilometers with lots of historic drilling, 50,000 meters in total, Absolutely. all or almost all very shallow. So now this year we are taking several other targets, five, and we'll do exactly what we did at Gate, drill deeper than the shallow historic drilling with the aim to discover higher grades. I guess it's slightly un unconventional management in the sense you've kind of got, you've got um, Chris, obviously with great, great bear resources, playing, um, did not behave in the way the market expected him there, but was proved right in terms of, you know, not rushing to bang out a resource, you know, too quickly there. Is there kind of, the, is that same mentality here in terms of that scale? You've got some money. Yeah, but ten million bucks last time. I, th I think we, we we spoke or so. Deliver twenty. Was it twenty three or twenty five thousand meter drill program? Sorry, we are drilling up to twenty five. Up to twenty five, right? So five targets. Is it a case of we will do a certain type of drilling on each one of those? If it's not what we want, we'll we'll discard it and move on. Or are you just doing a blanket approach of the same process for each of them? And and how do you save money as well? I'm asking. <laughs> Well, we will test, um, as I said, five targets. So that means a couple of holes each target. And um, we will make sure we get all our targets done this year with the budget we have allocated. And we're well um, on our way. We are now, I'd say, in the later stages of the program already. We started in April and we had the first batch of results already from the West Zone earlier in the summer, which were very promising. What, did they, what were they, mind us? We found, we drilled long intercepts of 500 
plus meters of mineralization with significant high-grade sections and found new zones of mineralization, a high-grade zone to the east. And then, very importantly, we intersected breccias, mineralized breccias with mineralized clasts at depths, which is very promising. Our geologists are very excited about those because that indicates typically more and higher-grade mineralization at depth. Right, and a higher grade means what to you? Give us a sense of the grades that you're finding, whether it be copper or, or copper equivalent numbers. Look, the highest grade um, hole we drilled was um, our initial discovery hole, which was 0.76% copper equivalent over 533 meters. And the lower grade areas we see on the project are anywhere so from... 0.2% copper equivalent, 0.3% copper equivalent, and so anywhere in between those those values. And we are fortunate with the gate zone to discover a sizable high-grade zone, which is very important because typically what you have in a porphyry is lots of lower-grade mineralization with some higher-grade zones, and often those high-grade zones, they are very important for the economics. Oh, absolutely. I mean, and I do want to talk about grade and, and especially economics because it's kind of like the high grade is a nice to have, not an essential to have. Are you looking at it like that? I know you want to find more, but it was a while ago since you found that high grade stuff. So is this grade good enough for you to continue drilling where you're drilling and chasing the same sort of result? Our aim is certainly to find more high grade zones. And I think we have a very good shot at it. Typically in these multi center porphyry systems, very often you get several high-grade centers, and yeah. that's what we are aiming for. But we're also very happy to drill 0 0.2, 0 0.3, 0.4% copper, because that just builds scale and makes the project bigger. And at the end of the day, porphyry is about size, and we acquired MPD originally because it has such a big footprint and real size potential, right. and so proving up that size, that's also an important aspect of our work. Why does that grade work? Why, do, why is it okay? Why is 0 0.2, 0 0.3 okay in terms of ch when you're chasing copper in the context of copper? Explain to people perhaps thinking, you know, I'm saying gold a little bit more. Why, why is low-grade copper like that fine if you've got the scale? Look, we are fortunate in that we are in an existing mining area and have several copper mines nearby. So that gives us a good benchmark of what grades are required to make an economic mine. The mine that is the most comparable is Copper Mountain, which is right next door, very similar geology. Copper Mountain has a reserve grade of 0.23% copper and 0.1 gram gold. And how much do they recover from that? We're also not 100% recovery rate, so. Nope. So they it's done, it still works. Good high recoveries, I think in the 90%. Right. But what's important also is their cutoff grade is 0.12% copper. So everything that's above 0.12% goes into the milk. Yeah. And that gives you a bit of a sense of, of yeah, what's required yeah. to make an economic mine in the area where we are. And important to always keep in mind, it's a very low cost area because we have all the infrastructure there. There's electricity, there's water. We're right off the highway. There's a mm. workforce. And that makes it very cheap to operate. And that's why in 
BC in general, you see mines that are typically lower grade than what you, for example, see in South America. Mm. But it works because yeah. the economics stack up. And, and what what type of mining? So what type of processing is it? Because obviously it sounds like an earth moving exercise. So it's a logistics exercise, right? And that's that's typical. And, and you see that in gold. You see that in, in nickel. You see it in lots of commodities. But in this instance, like what are the, what are your neighbors doing in terms of that processing? Because they built mines when it was a bit cheaper to build mines. You're building it in a higher cost environment. So obviously that kind of initial hurdle, unless you demonstrate a huge life of mine or a huge scale is it's a little bit of an extra bump at the beginning so yeah are you likely to look at say well why don't we sell it to them or no we can afford to build this thing ourselves i mean how are you viewing it Cause you, you guys think about these things pretty early on i know you're exploration but you still think about these things well i think the likely outcome for companies such as ourselves cody is that we will not be the ones to build the mine. If you look around the world, I don't think there is a single porphyry mine that is built or has been built and is being operated by the junior who originally discovered it because porphyries are big mines. They are yeah. big company games. And so at one point, if we keep having success, I think um, one of the big boys will become interested in, in what we... Yeah, but I guess what it's getting at is like, can you even... Just, you know, what do you need to display to someone who will come in and say, well, I think we can build a mine because the economics stack up for us. I appreciate explorers have different skill sets. You, you know, you, you set out to find stuff. That's the hard bit, right? Um, but if you're going to sell it to someone, they've got to think either we have to JV with someone who's already got a mill in the district somewhere or we can build this because the economics stack up. So how much scale do you need to demonstrate with these greys? I guess that's the interesting mm -hmm. thought. Well, good house number, I think that sort of um, in the industry is, is that 10 billion pounds of copper in the ground, that's sort of the right. scale of a project to be interesting to a right. major, to a big company. So I think that's a good sort of house number to have in mind. Mm -hmm. With the gate zone, we're not yet there, um, maybe a third of that. Uh, so in round numbers, I'm just thinking of the, the analyst model yeah. of, of um, Cormac. Yeah. Um, that's the sort of best public sort of model Reference point. of, of okay. what we have. So we need more, but we have a lot more and we're drilling. And um, we have since obviously the, the gate zone discovered other zones and are steadily building yeah. scale. And this year will be a big step forward because as I said, this year, we're not drilling at gate at all, but all our effort is focused on five other targets. One, we had already good success and more results to come, many more results to come from four other targets. Good. And assays coming in or will start steadily flowing in for yeah. the rest of this year? The come rest of this year into next year, into the spring. So. Right. Okay. Was enough to kind of give us some numbers to be able to do some crude analysis of the scale of the opportunity? Yeah with this drill program. Now, can we talk about the macro bit? Because obviously anyone wanting to look at you guys and say, hey, I want to invest in copper. Is this a good bet for me? What's the leverage like? Um, they've got a view on price, copper price. It's been a sort of okay issue. Okay, not, not quite where everyone needs it to be, but you must be thinking, copper price is going to do a lot of heavy lifting for us. If that moves, we'll move. It's good, we're more attractive. And you know, perhaps the you know, cost of money will be cheaper for us, right? So, money. How much money have you? Have you you've got a, you've got what 
whatever, somewhere between eight and 10 million, and I know you can't be specific. That lasts you to the end of the drill program. Is that the end of this financial year? Um, or was it into next year? We'll certainly plan that we have money left at the end of the year okay. um, and our finance into next year. Right. Because as you know, the markets are rather poor, yeah. not just for us, but for everybody. Absolutely. So we will make sure that we won't run out of cash this year and that we'll finance into next year. Right. Okay. But you wanted, it's interesting that you you, just, you said, right, no, we are going to, we've set out at the beginning of this year, spring, you raised that with 8.3-ish million bucks in spring. We are going to deliver this 25, uh, up to 25,000 meter drill program. We're not going to hold back. We don't think that's the right strategy. But at the end of this year, you're going to sit back and assess the market. You think that'll be the right thing to do? Because I'd like no one's had a fun time the last two years in gold, copper, or, or any equities, quite frankly, it feels, but it's like a tough environment. So do you just carry on regardless, go and raise money at lower levels? Or do you say, look, now might be the time for a breather if the market is not going to be our friend? Look, our plan A is to come out with some really good results and finance on the back of them, like we did with the, with the gate zone. So that's what we're really aiming for. In these markets, you need quite some exceptional results um, to be able to do so. And so we are just being prudent and we are planning to make sure we have enough cash well into next year, even if we don't have the bumper results that you need to finance. Right, okay. To finance at the level we want to finance. Well, that's the point, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, you want to, you need to, because Alex, it has, it has been tough for everyone. This isn't a you conversation, this is a market conversation. It's been difficult out there. Um, sticking with the macro of copper, though, it, it, clearly we can sit and talk about the copper demand numbers and the delta between supply and, and demand in the next few few years. Um, how, how do you attract strategics in a market like that? Are they just looking at the cold, hard data that you're pumping out? They're not worried about share price, are they? They are certainly not. They right. look at the project and the quality of the project. Yeah. And that's, that's really what we are now building and the scale and the size of the project. Right. And, and that, that discussion, that negotiation, is that predicated on market or is it predicated on pounds on the ground, as it were? How does a conversation like, because you're here to talk to strategics, right? That you want them Project, to see yes. what's going on. We're doing great. More assays coming out. Stay in touch. That kind of stuff. But at some point, you're going to need to sit across the table and say, you know, we'd like some of your um, thinking power. We'd like some of your balance sheet power. And, you know, are we the kind of company that you're attracted to? Well, building those relationships with strategics, with big companies in the space, that's an important part of our work, of my work. Yeah. And we're fortunate we have tech already as yeah. one of our investors, our largest shareholders, in fact, with right. 9.9%. Yeah. And yeah. They, they continue to follow the money, don't they? Yes. Right. We have invested originally when we made the Gates on Discovery and have since participated in every financing and are a very supportive partner. Right. Um, they, have they been, they've been sort of tidying up house that they're in. I'm trying, I'm trying to work out, am I thinking of the right company? Tech have offloaded some stuff in the past. So again, that's, that's another conversation that's happened so far with you. They're, they are very much copper, very much BC. I yeah. think tech, if you look at their communications, they very much see copper as a growth area. And so, yeah, investment in Kodiak certainly fits, fits that narrative. Good, 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 good. Well, like, best of luck. 
the rest of the conference. I know it's stacked, and you're you're absolutely loaded up with wall-to-wall meetings. Hopefully, we'll see you before uh, we dash off. But uh, well done this year. Thank you. I'm looking forward to these asset results. Should mm-hmm. be should be good news. Yep.